Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Well, uh, you probably already heard it. I put out a YouTube video about it, and uh, the most of the gaming industry is, or the gaming news sites are all talking about it, but Metroid Prime 4 has been delayed. Nintendo released a video yesterday. The guy who is in charge of product development, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, I'm sorry. Uh, he basically said that they were been trying to... Uh, get Metroid Prime 4 up and running. They wanted it to be awesome. And they weren't happy with the direction it was going. Now, there are some rumors bouncing around out there that this was because Nintendo was doing kind of a decentralized development. So things were going great over here. Like they had development happening in different countries, basically. And things were going great in this one spot, but they weren't going as well over here. And over in this spot, it was a dumpster fire. And, you know, trying to pull all of those things together turned out to be um, not so great. And Nintendo doesn't want to put out a not so great Metroid game. Metroid games are traditionally really low selling games, which is surprising because people adore them, but they just don't buy them for some reason. I don't really understand. Um What's up with that? But if you look at Metroid over time, every single um, new release of Metroid seems to have gone down in sales, even though the quality has been there. It was pretty amazing that Nintendo was able to take a two-dimensional game like Metroid and translate it into this 3D version. Although I I guess credit doesn't really go to Nintendo for that. It goes more towards Retro Studios. And that's a good thing because Retro Studios is the company that is working on the new Metroid Prime 4. So Nintendo has scrapped everything. They're starting from the ground up, which means we're probably not going to hear anything about Metroid Prime 4 for a very, very long time. But the good news is, is that they are partnering with Retro Studios. And I know that Metroid Prime 3 came out a very long time ago. And some people might be wondering who at Retro Studios is still working that worked on the previous games. And actually it's 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 a lot of people. It's a lot of the veterans who have been working on those games uh that are in charge over at Retro Studios now. So there's this um and I don't have I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but this is a uh, something that a user over on Reddit posted, Bottle King. Uh, They said, Retro Studios still have Ryan Harris, who directed Metroid Prime. Uh, People should not worry about the quality of Retro Studios. They created one of the best platform games ever with this team. They have new people along with veterans. So let's talk about the Prime veterans. So they've got the president, Michael... Kelbout. He worked on Prime 2. The game director is Ryan Harris. He worked on Prime. Uh, Creative director Vince Jolly, Prime 2. Uh, Audio director Scott Peterson worked on Prime 2. Lead programmer uh, Aaron Walker worked on Prime 3. The 
art and animation manager Will Bate also worked on Prime 3. The lead artist over at Retro Studios is Ryan Powell. He worked on Metroid Prime. The lead effects artist Chuck uh, Christ uh, also worked on Metroid Prime. The Their principal animator, uh, Dax Pallotta, it worked on Metroid Prime. Their senior environment artist Teague Schultz worked on Prime 2, and uh, I guess they also have Sean Horton worked on Prime 2. Their top-level programmers, their senior programmers, Jim Gage and uh, John Sheblack, uh, both worked on Metroid Prime games. Uh, their design supervisor, Bill Vandervoot, worked on Prime 3. Senior designer, Russell O. Henley, worked on Prime 2. Their senior animator worked on Prime. Their operations director worked on Prime 2. And their um, facilities manager worked on Prime. That's a lot of people who are in leadership positions that worked on the Metroid Prime games. So I know that there's people that are saying, well, it's not really the same team. And you're right, it's not. But the management, and I'm not talking about the 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 um the suits you know the guys who make the money decisions i'm talking about the people who are in charge of development those guys worked on metroid prime series so and if if the higher ups have good vision which clearly these guys must then they can lead a team to make something great so i want to say this the people who are worried about Metroid Prime 4 after this, I wouldn't worry. Nintendo recognized that what they were trying to do was kind of falling apart and it wasn't the best way to do it. But now that they've recognized that, they've gone with a team that has been successful at making a three-dimensional Metroid game before, and they're going to have them do it. Now, I know that there are some people out there who are upset that the game was delayed. And I want to talk for just a second about why the game was delayed. It's I don't really feel like that this is Nintendo's fault. And you'll hear me say when things are Nintendo's fault. I, I'm one of their harshest critics when they screw up. I don't think that this is one of those times. First off, I think Nintendo deserves kudos for being exceedingly transparent because what they've done here uh, they've basically said we didn't do it good enough so we're starting over they could have just said oh yes uh development they could have reset the clock and start all over and not told anyone and just left us in the dark wondering what was happening but instead they kind of gave us a mea culpa and said sorry um you're not going to hear from us for a while on this particular game because we've got way too much to do because we started over. And I think that's commendable. And um, I think it's also, <laughs> it's not like Nintendo. Most of the time, Nintendo will, you know, th they're the very secretive company and they won't tell you anything. But, you know, they came right out and told us what's up. And I think that the that they should be commended for that. And I think more... Um, video game developers should be more transparent about their process. I think that people, like right now, we kind of live in this world where there's the entitled gamers that will lash out all the time. 
And I think that video game companies would cut down on that a little bit if they were a little less secretive. I could be wrong about that. But that that aside, let's let's move on to why I don't think that this is Nintendo's fault, even though that they said it was. I think Nintendo announced Metroid Prime 4 too early. Um, if you look at like the the only reason that Nintendo announced this game when they did, in my opinion, and I could be wrong about this, but was the reason that they did it was because they were making Metroid uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS, and they announced that at E3, and is this is the same year that they had recently announced that the Nintendo Switch, um, I think the Switch was launched, and it's their first E3 since the Switch launch, and then they're bringing out a 3DS game of a Metroid uh, a 3DS Metroid game, if they didn't announce, and I talked about this when it happened, but if they didn't announce that they were working on a Metroid game for the Switch, then people would have rioted in the streets. Again, this goes right back to being more transparent and people won't freak out as much. Uh, but if they had not announced that they were working on it, then people would have been really upset. And that's pretty much all that would have been covered at E3 is, oh, is Nintendo working on this? Is Nintendo working on that? Why aren't they telling us this stuff? So I feel like their hands were tied when they decided to make a 3DS game uh, featuring Samus. And I think that it would have been a mistake for them not to announce that they were working on Metroid Prime 4. Now, Clearly, development was not very far along when they showed us that logo, or they would have shown us more than that. All we got was a logo, you know, and, and, and just that logo blew people's minds. That's all that people were talking about, how excited they were that Metroid Prime 4 was coming to the Nintendo Switch. And that was a good move because otherwise the only thing people would have been saying is why aren't we getting a Metroid game on the Switch? Now we know that we are. So people would shut up about it. And that's a good thing. It allowed Nintendo to control uh, their message, which is what they needed to do. But they announced it so early, which I've said on this show and other shows many times, is almost always a mistake to announce something super early. I don't think that Nintendo made a mistake by doing that, but now we see the the why it was a bad move. I hate calling it a bad move because I still think that they should have done it, but it leads to this. If they had never announced Metroid Prime 4 for the Nintendo Switch, there would be no reason for them to release this information right now. Because they announced it so early in development, they didn't know if what they were working on was going to work. I would say it would be a much better idea, and I think most of the time video game companies agree with me. There's a few that don't listen. Square Enix, I'm looking at you. They don't wait until a game is working, until they've decided if this is a game that is worth shipping, before they announce something. And I think that has a lot to do with like stock market manipulation. Like The shareholders will... Uh, look at the price and they'll be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to start selling off my shares or whatever. And then, then, you know, Square Enix says, oh, but we're working on Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then people are like, oh, man, that's huge news. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to hold on to it because 
when that comes out, you know, my price will go up. And I think that a lot of times these game companies, they look more at the stock market and how they can manipulate that price by having uh, announcements at the right time rather than how those announcements affect the people who love the intellectual property that those companies have. Anyway, um, at the end of the day, I think Metroid Prime 4 being delayed is a good thing. I think Nintendo did it in exactly the right way. And at the at the end of the day, I'm happy that we will have a Metroid Prime 4 developed by Rare Studios, not Rare, uh, Retro Studios. And I don't think we'll hear anything about that for at least two years. Maybe in three years, at the end of the year, we might see some footage. And maybe early in the fourth year, it might launch. So who knows? I won't be talking about Metroid Prime for a long time, I'm sure. But what I would love to see is a port of Samus Returns on the Nintendo Switch. There's really no reason why they couldn't do that. And we've seen uh, DS games ported to the Switch so uh, before. I would love to have Metroid uh, Samus Returns on the Switch. And, you know, it would fill a gap that a lot of us have, like, I've washed my hands of my 3DS. I haven't picked up Metroid Samus Returns, even though I've heard it's a really good game. And I would really like to play it, but I want to play it on the Switch. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nintendo is uh, selling the Switches like crazy. Um, Nintendo Switch sold, outsold both the PS4 and Xbox One combined in December, which is a bananas idea. And, you know, a, a last year, Mr. Kimishima, CEO of Nintendo, said that they were going to try and sell 20 million Switch units this fiscal year. The fiscal year began in April of uh 2018 and it goes until march 31st of 2019 and nintendo is expected to really be down to the wire as to whether or not they're going to be able to sell those 20 million switch well mr furukawa who took over when mr kimishima retired uh he is now the current ceo uh president of nintendo and he was talking to the Sankei News. Now, this was translated by Nintendo Everything, and here's the important quote. Uh, they were He was asked about the 20 million uh, Switch units and how close they were to the goal, 
um, <laughs> he, he, they, they, he said that it was ambitious before. And when, when he first said that, I said, well, maybe he's saying, look, it's an ambitious goal. We might get there. Uh, like he was hedging his bets, but he wasn't ruling it out. And as we get closer to the end of the fiscal year, I think Nintendo's confidence is getting better and better. Some people were suggesting that Nintendo reduced the price of the Nintendo Switch, bring it down from $299.99 uh, to maybe $249.99 if you bring it down by 50 bucks, or maybe do a pack-in game. Um, then you might move enough to hit that $20 million goal. And when Mr. Furukawa was asked about this, he said... It is an extremely ambitious but worthwhile achievement. So we will maintain this goal. So they're not changing their goal. They're sticking with it. And he also says, Nintendo Switch is our primary sales objective, and we are not considering a successor or a price cut at this time. So what does that mean, not considering a successor? A lot of people have been talking about a new version of the Nintendo Switch, maybe with a, a slightly bigger screen. Not a bigger body, but a slightly bigger screen. So you kind of shrink the bezels, kind of like Apple does with you know, their phones or their iPad. They, they maintain the same uh, body size, but they push the screen out to the edges more. And it's not just Apple. It's a lot of, um, a lot of handheld portable electronics makers do that same thing. Uh, so people were suggesting that maybe Nintendo would do that. Um, and that would spur a lot of sales from people who already have Switches as well as people who have been holding off because there's a lot of people who they read those rumors and they're like, I'm not going to buy a Switch right now because I don't want to have buyer's remorse. I don't want to buy that system and then have Nintendo announce right away, oh, here's the new one with the slightly improved uh, whiz bangs in it. And I totally get that. In fact, I had a conversation with somebody, I would say probably back in October, we were kind of going back and forth on Twitter. You know, he was saying he was going to hold off. He didn't want to get a switch yet. And I was saying, well, I don't think that they're going to improve it. And even if they did improve it, uh, these are the reasons why it wouldn't really matter to the end consumer. And somebody who already has a switch shouldn't really feel buyer's remorse from getting the the newer from not getting the newer and upgraded version because at the end of the day I think most of the things that they do when they move to a new version of the switch are not going to be things that the end user cares about a lot uh, and I never really subscribe to the idea that they would make it a bigger screen just because when you make the screen bigger you don't want to increase the resolution because if you increase the resolution then uh, now if you increase the resolution of the screen, then games that are written for 720p now have to be updated to work with the new resolution, and that's going to cause problems right there. Uh, and then if you just make the screen bigger without increasing the resolution, then things will start to look blurry on that screen. And so I never really came up or um, believed that Nintendo was going to be updating the screen anytime soon. I thought... Maybe they might switch to something that uses less power, making the battery last a little bit a little bit longer. Maybe they could um, pack more battery in there. 
in order to make the battery last a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, if you do that, now you're increasing the weight of the system. And I think right now it's kind of at a sweet spot. Nintendo's engineers did a great job uh, with the Nintendo Switch. So I don't think, or I never thought that Nintendo was going to be bringing out a brand new console uh, version of the Switch and it seems like I was right because here's Mr. Furukawa saying we're not considering a successor. Now, what does that sentence not mean? It doesn't mean that Nintendo's not working on it. It just means that they're not bringing it to market anytime soon. That's something that they'll do when sales start to drop off. They're going to wait. They're going to sit on it and wait. And that also doesn't mean that they're not working on the next console. You know, whatever comes after the Switch is done. Almost immediately upon shipping the Switch, probably prior to shipping the Switch, Nintendo had had engineers hard at work on the next hardware platform that they were going to bring about. Because this is not something that happens quickly. That's why you look at, at like Xbox and you look at PlayStation and they still have not responded to the Switch. In the past... They like those two companies have responded to what Nintendo does quite often. Uh, Nintendo brings out um, an analog uh, joystick. Uh, PlayStation adds those to its controllers. Nintendo brings out motion control. Um, Xbox brings out Connect. Xbox or uh, uh, PlayStation brings out their Move controllers. Nintendo brings out a system that is a dockable, portable system that can also be played on your TV. I think at some point in the future, both PlayStation, well, maybe play, most likely PlayStation, maybe not Xbox, will end up doing something similar down the road. But development time when coming up with brand new hardware takes so long that it has to start like right away. So when Mr. Furukawa says they're not considering a successor, that means that they're not bringing anything to market anytime soon. And he's basically saying that so so that everybody knows, hey, if you've been holding off on buying a Switch, this is a total mind game that he's doing. Um, if you've been holding off on buying a Switch because you're afraid that we're going to bring out something that's better right after you buy it, don't be. It's fine. We're not going to do that anytime soon. So I actually expect this comment is probably the most important comment right there. That and the price cut. They're not planning a price cut. They don't want people to be afraid that they're going to go out and buy a Switch at $299.99 and then the next day have Nintendo lower the price to $259.99. That would really tick people off. I know it would tick me off. I would feel like I threw away some money. So... By him saying this, I expect there to be a slight bump in um, in Switch sales near the end of the fiscal year. Uh, and I think that this was a really good plan on Nintendo's part. So uh, I expect that Nintendo, I think that they're going to hit that 20 million goal. I think this comment is going to help that. And I think that at the end of the day, Nintendo is doing a great job with the Switch. Buy an Odyssey 2 now and get $82 worth of free games, including Pickaxe Peace. Okay, everybody, it's time for the lightning round. I'm going to take a bunch of stories, condense them down, talk about them really quick, uh, give you my thoughts, and let's get started with Sega Ages. If you don't know what Sega Ages is, it's basically Sega porting their older titles to new platforms. 
Um, recently I picked up Fantasy Star for Sega Ages and they update things. So like Fantasy Star has like an auto mapping feature and save states and you can look through like the manual in the game in order to find out what each spell does, stuff like that, just to make the game uh, better. They recently launched Outrun as well, which is an old school arcade racer uh, that I'm a big fan of, although uh, I have... Horizon Shift Turbo, I think is the name of it, is a very cool arcade racer as well. And so I'm not going to be picking up OutRun, even though I've heard that this port is very good. But the reason I'm talking about Sega Ages is because there was recently an interview with, um, let's see who this interview was. It was with Gear Nuke, I guess, is the name of the website. And they were talking to uh, somebody from Sega, let's see who it was, I've lost, uh, it's uh, Yosuke Okunari, he is one of the development staff over there, and he answered a bunch of questions, but the most important question that he answered uh, was, what are, the, what are your plans for future ports? And he said, in the future, this is uh, really good, in the future we may try localizing titles which have never been translated if we draw a reaction. So that's actually really interesting. And I'm curious you guys can uh if you're watching this on YouTube let me know down below in the comments or you can email me uh runjumpstomp@gmail.com or you can uh shout at me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Um my question is what games do you think that Sega should localize for their Sega Ages platform to play on Nintendo Switch or other systems. Because I think that that's a very interesting thing. There's probably quite a few games that we've never actually gotten our hands on. All right, let's talk about another game, which I am actually a big fan of. Marble It Up is a game on the Nintendo Switch. It's super good. It's like Super Monkey Ball and Marble Madness. You are basically uh, a giant ball rolling down a hill and you have to solve these puzzles and and get to different places well they are uh posting uh what's the there's there's a whole bunch of new uh update stuff so it's a free update and in this update they include a new chapter it's called kick it up a notch there's 14 new marbles they have a friends leaderboard and that's kind of cool cuz you can see who got to the end of the of the thing first uh, they have some visual improvements to marbles at super speed. They've improved the UI. Uh, they have better inverted camera options. I never use inverted camera. Do any of you guys use it? Because I don't. They have a bunch of uh, bug fixes and a new home screen icon. So I just want to let you guys know, if that's a game that you have played before, then definitely check it out because uh, it's really, really good. Um, Oh, Hopple in chat wanted me to mention I uh, I really I recently put out a, a couple of first look videos at uh, games like Utopia Nine and the heck was the other one? Um, if I remember it, I'll let you know. But you can find them at my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash. I bet you can't guess. Run, jump, stomp. Uh, okay, uh, let's see what else. Oh, there's this cool looking four player local I, I'm going to assume it's local uh local multiplayer game and it's called Battaloon where basically you are like these balloons that are bouncing around 
in the um, like you bump into each other to knock each other into spikes on the wall. I think it looks really fun. I like the art style. I really like the super bright colors. My guess, and I'm going to reach out to the developer and see if I can get a review copy, but my guess is that this game probably won't hold up very well as a single player game. But if you've got some people to sit on the couch with you and play, then I'm going to assume this is a pretty uh, a pretty cool game. Uh, that's again, it's called Battaloon. If you want to watch the full um, the full trailer, you can check it out at um, um, the link in the show notes. Ugh, I can't talk sometimes. Uh, two more quick stories. Capcom has absolutely no plans at this time. At this time to release Resident Evil 2 Remake on the Switch. So if you didn't know, Resident or Capcom just released Resident Evil 2 Remake on PS4, Xbox One, and I believe PC as well, but they did not release it for Switch. And some people are saying, well, how come? You know, the Switch is selling really well and they've been putting other stuff out. I think the main reason is because it takes a long time to develop games. And because games take so long to develop... This has been in development since long before the Switch started its its uh, being so popular. Uh, so they ended up not working on the Switch. That doesn't mean it'll never come, but it's not going to be coming anytime soon. And we're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, however, keep in mind that there are some other uh, Resident Evil games that are coming to the Switch. I think Resident Evil and Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil 4 all three of those games are supposed to be coming to the Switch in 2019. Um, I would just like them to port the original Resident Evil 2 to the Switch rather than the remake. I think it would be cool to play the old school one. I never played that one, and I would find that to be interesting, I think. Uh, last story in the lightning round is that Smash Brothers Ultimate Version is going to be arriving within seven days. So this is uh, via Nintendo Life. Uh, they, well, they just took a screenshot of the, uh, Nintendo switch, uh, screen. Uh, but basically it says software update for smash ultimate version 2.0.0 will be available within the next seven days. Please be aware that after this update, you won't be able to view replays prior to this version. You can, however, still keep replays via vault replays, replay data and convert to video. So basically you take your replay data and it will export it as a video that you can then watch. Uh, more details on the update content will be provided upon release. And I guess the big question here is, will Piranha Plant be part of 2.0.0? Because I'm going to assume that it is. They told us that Piranha Plant is coming um, around February-ish, and that would be right around February 1st when that comes out, I would say. You have to pre-order, you have to claim your Piranha Plant. I talked about this on the last episode. You have to claim your Piranha Plant code by the 31st of January. So it makes perfect sense that Piranha Plant would come out alongside this update. So anyway, that's the lightning round for today. Thank you guys for watching and or listening, and I'll see you next time. Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario that's all for today's episode. If you want to check out the music, make sure that you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash music. And if you want the full show, come watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, you can also check out my YouTube channel 
youtube.com slash run jump stomp and i just want to take a moment and thank everybody who supported the show so far there's a lot of ways to support it i i thank everyone who has found whichever way works for you either getting a free audible book or buying an op seat like the chair that i'm sitting in uh, you can find links to all of that stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you and thank you to the live chat for coming here and hanging out with me you guys are awesome thank you to the patrons for uh patronizing my content i guess that that sounds like a terrible way for be for being just for supporting my content so you guys are great i'll see everybody next time until then stay awesome